You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. Are you ready to blab with me? Grab a front row seat as I adventure through motherhood, build my career, and not lose my shit. This podcast is a place for women to come together and relate through the highs and lows of business and motherhood, keep it real, and learn some new business tips and tricks while inspiring each other to do the dang thing. So close your eyes and take a deep breath, mama. You found us. It might not always be pretty, but you can count on one thing. We are in this hot mess together. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. Oh my gosh, this month has been so fun talking about self-love and business besties and celebrating Valentine's Day and all of the cheesy, gushy, lovey stuff that comes along with that. But as we head into March, we are going to start shifting gears a little bit and really be leaning in on female leadership, women empowerment, and this episode today is the perfect segue. We have an incredible guest. We'll be talking a lot about communication and finding unicorn clients, and I am so excited to get into it. But first, let's go ahead and hit it off with the highs and lows, and then we'll jump on into the episode. So my high for this week is just my business. I feel like already I am making some big moves and some big changes and we are, you know, only two months into the year. Of course, I invested in this mastermind. You've heard me talk about it. I am so excited at the momentum that I'm feeling from this investment and the education that I'm learning and the retreat that I went on and the new friendships that I'm making and all of that is just compiling itself to be such an incredible decision for my business and I just can really see me setting myself up to grow my business even more than I thought that I was going to um, this year. So that is really exciting. As I'm recording this, my son is on the ground next to me and he is about to crawl. Like He is up on his knees and elbows right now doing what my family has always called wee-wees, where he's rocking back and forth um, on his knees and elbows and he's actually getting some momentum. So I got a little distracted there when I looked over and saw him moving. Um, But I guess that's where we are now that he is, you know, seven months old. So yikes, that's pretty crazy. Um, Anyway, so my low kind of fits in with what I'm just talking about. My son is on the ground next to me here while I am recording. And that is because my amazing, beautiful, wonderful dog decided to bark right outside my son's door aggressively right after I got him down for his nap at dun, 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 the Amazon truck. The same Amazon truck that drives by our house every single day. The guy wasn't even coming up to our porch. The Amazon truck was just in our cul-de-sac. And my dog lost his mind literally at the top of the stairs right outside of my son's bedroom. He's actually never woken my son up from a nap like that before. And so Benny just woke up screaming bloody murder. (laughs) And so I tried to salvage the nap. He was down for maybe 20 minutes. And it should have been an hour and a half nap, which I tried to salvage. And I could not. So here we are in true boss lady with baby fashion. I am sitting on the floor in the nursery recording this episode while my little dude is over there trying to crawl. (laughs) Now, one of the things that comes up for me when things like this happen is a lot of mom guilt. I, I try not to work when my kids are awake. I really 
really intentionally plan my schedule and plan my days so that I can get things done when they're sleeping. You know, in the morning, I wake up early on their nap times, when my daughter's at preschool, after my husband gets home, after the kids go to bed. Like I I rarely have to get things done when the kids are awake and my husband's not home. And so when that does happen, I feel really guilty, but I mean, looking over at him right now, he's hearing my voice, he's playing with his toys, he's having a good time. He has no idea that I'm not being fully present with him because all he cares about is being on the ground and having fun. So that's my low for the week and just my little reminder to myself or any of you who are working with your kiddos awake and next to you. Give yourself some grace. Don't be so hard on yourself. Release that guilt. We got to do what we got to do, right? And so with that being said, my mental health score for this week is creeping down a little bit from the previous weeks. I'm hanging out back out about a seven or so, which still isn't too bad. My anxiety is just so intense. I think I'm still dealing with some postpartum anxiety and you know, there's just a lot on my plate with all the excitement and transformation that's coming along with my business is also a lot of overwhelm. There's a lot of education to consume. There's a lot of new things that I'm learning and trying to implement. And as exciting as that can be, it can also be a bit overwhelming. So I'm hanging out at about a seven and I'll take it, you know, I will definitely take it. It's not too bad, not too great, but you know, that's where we're at this week. So Let's get in to the episode. I'm going to introduce our guest. She is a mama bear to a strong-willed daughter and an easygoing son and a wife to her high school best friend. She truly believes that every woman is a strong woman capable of self-love, self-confidence, and achieving the goals in the deepest corners of her heart. Isn't that beautiful? And that's just her intro. You are just going to feel so much joy after listening to this guest today. I know after we recorded, I felt so energized and just full of love and light. She just lifts you up and she also shares some really great business tips. So we're going to take a very short break and then please welcome to the show, Ray Wynn. This week's Boss Lady Business Spotlight is Sophie Burley of What's Good Nutrition. Sophie is a holistic nutritionist and loves to make life easy, especially when it comes to food. She helps people to understand what is in their food and how to have a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. No diets, no hunger, no shakes, or anything like that. Just a better understanding of the food that you buy and the food that you eat every day. With the right tips and tricks, we can always make better decisions. Food is not complicated and neither should it be stressful. It is delicious and the best you can do for your health and the planet. Learn more from Sophie at whatsgoodnutrition.podia.com. Find the link in the show notes. Ray Wynn, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Boss Ladies and Babies podcast. Hi, I'm so happy to be here hanging out. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. I love everything you're doing. I love your brand and everything that your business is about. I think it's just so inspiring and it's just, just so perfect. Like I love following along with you. So I'm excited for everybody else to get to know you today. So please introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what you do, what makes you a boss lady. Let's hear all about you. Oh, thank you. Um, I particularly like my brand 
as well. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's so much fun. Like that's my thing. Um, so yeah, I'm Raywin. I am a content strategist and unicorn virtual assistant. I really love calling myself a unicorn, but I did not give myself the unicorn name. I just embraced it when it was given to me and then put it in all of my branding. Um, I really like bright colors, which if you look at my branding, you can tell, uh, bubbly, um, fun, really fun is my favorite thing. I'm a mama to two, uh, they are four years apart, seven and three. We, um, up here comes my daughter to <laughs> say hello. Um, not that anyone could see her, but she's here, everybody. <laughs> um, and we uh, live in Southern California by Disneyland with my husband and my brother-in-law, but we do not frequent Disneyland that often, actually, because it's kind of really very expensive, even for Californians. Mm-hmm. And instead, we do fun things like <laughs> nothing. Uh, we have the beach we have the mountains like I don't want to make anyone feel jealous that I live in Southern California I already have the good weather so I'll just leave it at that oh my goodness oh my goodness yeah I love Southern California there's so much to do there it's so beautiful like I'm fully jealous but you know that's okay (laughs) yes so I will, we're going to touch more on like your branding and the unicorn virtual assistant and all of that but I have to say like when you and I met, you know, we didn't know each other very well. And we had the opportunity to have a one-on-one sit-down chat. And just like from that hour chatting with you, I was like, oh my gosh, like I feel your brand a hundred percent just by chatting with you. Like I was looking at you through the camera and then I was listening to you and then I was going over and looking at your branding and I was like, what? This is so perfect. Like everything just flows together so well. And so it just, yeah, made me so excited because you just are like, walking, talking, walking the talk, whatever they say, like you are living that brand and it's just chef's kiss. So perfect. Thank you. Yeah. I did not go with the traditional wisdom of picking, you know, colors that maybe are versatile or appeal to everyone. I was like, you know, I personally don't appeal to everyone. I'm very loud and face and I feel like my colors should be also that way you know what you're getting when you start working with me. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, and that, that, I love that. I feel like keeping it real is like the number one secret, I guess, to having like the business that feels right for you. It makes life so much easier because you're just being true to who you are. You don't have to like turn on business mode when you're going to work because you're just like living who you are. And I love to see that so much. So Thank you. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. Like if you were to try to um, like fit me in a box to be able to work a certain way, it wouldn't work out. Like you have to know what's going on. And I feel like every person really deep down is like that, but they don't realize it. And so they try to fit themselves in the box for other people. And then they wonder why their clients aren't working out with them or they wonder why their boss and them don't get along if they're in a regular job it's like well because you're boxing yourself yep absolutely could not agree more okay we have a lot to cover today so I want to get into it but before we do we like to do a little mental health check-in here on the boss ladies and babies podcast with all of our guests so 
on a scale of one to 10, how is your mental health today? Well, I do tend to be optimistic, but I think today's optimistic is going to be probably a seven or an eight because I forgot to take my anxiety medicine last night. So I took it this morning, but that usually means like I'll have a sudden like moment where I'm like completely overwhelmed or panic attack or something. So I'm feeling very good right now, but I also might become like super frantic feeling in who knows, maybe during this fall. But probably yeah, <laughs> what happens and hey, we welcome it all here. But I mean, that's good. Even, you know, still 70, 80 percent. That's, you know, not too shabby, not too shabby. You got that. I can see that sunshine, that vitamin D yes. pouring in through your window. So that's definitely got to help too. Yes. The California sunshine is very helpful with the mental health um, for me, especially during the winter. Um, but yeah, and sunshine and anxiety meds, I would say the those are the ones that keep me boosted (laughs) I love it I love it so much (laughs) oh my gosh okay well let's start off with what you do so you're a unicorn virtual assistant and a content strategist I didn't realize that the unicorn part was given to you so let's let's kind of start there and then also I'd love to have you just kind of break down a little bit more like what it means to be this unicorn virtual assistant and what it means to be a content strategist. Yeah, totally. So yeah, unicorn was not um, something I picked, but uh, it ended up working perfect because my daughter was obsessed with unicorns and I have unicorn stuff all over my house. Um, But when I started out as a virtual assistant, when my daughter was a baby, I was working with a bunch of super awesome business owners that live on the East Coast. And I live on the West Coast. And when she was a baby, the only times I was really able to get any work done was in the middle of the night. And well, middle of the night for East Coasters, right? So they would, you know, give me my tasks that I needed to get done. And then they'd wake up in the morning and the tasks would magically be finished. And so one of my clients, her name's Tara, she was like, you're either a unicorn or a vampire. I'm not sure which. And I was like, can we go with unicorn? Because <laughs> I'm not a vampire. Definitely not. And um, then she started referring me or like, yeah, me to people. And she'd always be like, oh, you need to work with my VA. She's a unicorn. And then all of a sudden, people just started knowing me as the unicorn virtual assistant and they'd be like oh you're the unicorn VA right and I was like oh yeah okay yeah that's me um so like my website in the beginning was like all about sunshine it was sunshine creative space and then after a while I was like I'm just gonna accept this unicorn this which works great because um I decided to create a course for virtual assistants and it's called unicorn VA basics And so it's about helping other people to become that unicorn, which is actually quite a controversial term in the virtual assistant world. Um, A lot of people think that a unicorn virtual assistant is someone that can do pretty much any task and does everything and is the only person you need on your team. And I'm like, no, 
hard pass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as the one who was originally coined unicorn virtual assistant. As the OG unicorn. As the OG. <laughs> I don't know if I really am, but, uh, you know, in my sphere of people, I define a unicorn virtual assistant as someone who is really focused on having good client communication, amazing client boundaries, both with themselves and with their clients. And therefore, their clients want them. Like, they don't want to get rid of them. They are their unicorn for keeping. I will use you as my virtual assistant forever. I will, you know, refer you to all of my friends. And so that's what the course really focuses on. It focuses on client retention and referrals and through communication and boundaries. Hmm. And so that is kind of how I view what a unicorn virtual assistant is. And um I'm actually only working with two VA clients still to this day, but I've been working with them for, one of them is my very first client that I ever had, wow. Alexa Big War from Right Published Cell, and um, she, we've been together for six years, wow. and then the other one is a palm oil company that I've been working for since right before the pandemic. So that is me as a virtual assistant. That's awesome. But then I realized the thing that I really enjoyed doing, not just virtual assistants, was um, meeting with people on video and brainstorming ideas for their content and helping their content to connect with their audience and hurt and be fun and easy. So that's what I do now. So I say I'm a content strategist, but I'm not sure I'm like sold on that terminology because I used to do content strategy. I don't want to do your full content strategy. I really just want to hang out with you and help you take your ideas or your lack of ideas and turn them into a focused content plan. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of toying with like, am I your idea girl? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I'm calling myself yet. You gotta front. just wait until somebody gives you the name. That I you're guess for. so. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's that's honestly one of the best stories I've ever heard. I that is so cool, and that's like ideal for you know what we want in business. We want to be known as something that's going to stand out, and we want people to refer us. And you know, as the somebody who's going to stand out and be special. That's just so cool that that happened. I'm so, I love that so much. Yeah, it was like so funny and so crazy and really, it was awesome. Um, I first found most of my clients in Dana Malstaff's Boss Mom group, which I think yeah. is we connected to, right? Yeah. yeah. Group long, long, long time. So um, that's, that's kind of where it all started. That's amazing. And I love what you're doing with the content creation as well. I can't wait to see like, how that continues to unfold. And just from the conversations that we've had, you have so many good ideas. And it's just such a cool thing that you're doing all around. I'm just like, I feel like I'm just sitting here fangirling over you this whole episode so far, <laughs> because it's just so cool. Everything that you're doing. I just love it. <laughs> it's, it's because I've chosen fun. Yeah, you know, exactly. like I've chosen fun. And there was a long time in my business when I did choose fun. And I know that all of us in our business go through it. Like there's always going to be that time where you're trying to make sure you pay the bills, try to make sure you're hitting certain revenue goals or, you know, client satisfaction and stuff. And I just happen to be at the part of my business where I'm choosing fun. Yeah. And 
I I want everyone to choose that. Yeah, because I mean, you know, we're choosing to run our own businesses. Like if it's not fun, why do it? You know, why not just go work for the man or whatever, you know? Exactly, exactly. And you're sacrificing time and flexibility and uh, it's harder, I would say. It's definitely harder to be a business owner or a freelancer working from home, any of those things than it is to go into um, a job. Mm-hmm. Granted, a job, you have to deal with other people that's right. harder, but like it's harder on your own self. I don't know yeah. if I'm saying that right. Well, like the boundaries like, that you have to set and like, you know, there's no clocking in or clocking out. Like you literally, if you can't control yourself, could work. 24 seven. I saw a meme somewhere that was like, I never thought I'd quit my 40 hour a week job to be an entrepreneur and work a hundred hours a week or something like that. And it's like, yeah, so true. Sometimes, sometimes that's how it works. Mm -hmm. Uh, My mom's always talking like, she's like, you don't have the boundaries that I had, like to, this is the time when you clean the house. This is the time when you are doing homework with the kids. Like you're doing it all intermixed Mm -hmm. within the day and you have to be really structured. I'm not very good at structure so that's why I'm embracing the fun part yeah instead of the structure part because by embracing it I'm able to give my business structure yeah definitely. I have to go with your own self you know yeah definitely yeah I think that's such a big piece that we're all always working on um one of the things that you mentioned as well when you were talking about like being this unicorn was communication And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about effective and authentic communication because communication is obviously key to so many parts of life. So what are some of your secrets on this? Like, how can we make sure that our communication stays authentic and is effective with our clients and our audiences and just basically everyone in our lives? Yeah, so I think that the real basis for this is you have to look past that focus of I need to sell my products or I need to my business to make money you have to look at the why or the service um or even just like how to connect with people and when you get into that as your focus for your communication then your communication changes because if you're treating your client as someone who is uh, an acquaintance or a possible friend, you're going to speak to them differently than if you, they are um, like a person that you meet at the bank, like a big teller, you know, or a person that is um, your boss or super like up, not uptight, but like that straight laced type of professional relationship. Mm-hmm. And there's a time and place for needing that. But when you're trying to build a business that is authentic to yourself, I can't really say that I know too many people whose true authentic self is very straight laced, like black and white. If their if their stuff is very black and white or straight laced like that, it's typically a defense mechanism or you know um, a way of survival for them. Whereas once you really tap into that authenticity and you open up and you connect with people, then your business can grow. And I think a lot of that comes through the communication and the boundaries. Um, even just like the way you speak or write, 
I would say is a big difference. Um, I have a journalism degree. So I started like all of this from a communication perspective, whereas a lot of people, they might start in a business degree or, you know, they don't have a degree, but they worked in business or worked in a restaurant as a server and learned a lot of values. There's so many different ways that people come into business life, but I think I have a unique perspective of I had to take so many communication classes um, and I had to learn about so much. Mm. Like a journalism degree is very broad. Like you have to know the technical side of it, but you're really trained to be able to connect with anyone to talk to someone and get their story and so that storytelling aspect, I think, is very important, too, with communication. But it really comes down to communicating your wants, needs, feelings, all of that stuff. You have to be able to communicate it. You have to be able to either say it or write it. But you have to know your communication style. And if you know your communication style and you tap into yourself you're able to do it authentically and that's what's going to build a relationship and businesses are nothing without relationships yeah absolutely and I, I love everything you had to say about that because it does tie back into like what we were talking about about how your branding is so spot on with who you are and you know putting that fun in it and being so authentic and I my listeners have heard the story a million times but from personal experience like I spent a long time working in like, you know, like the, the big girl job, like the grown up jobs where I felt like I really had to be like the buttoned up professional and fit into this like box. Like we were talking about of how I thought people wanted to see me, like specifically when I was doing real estate before I became a mom. And to me that felt like, oh my gosh, this is such like a, like a well-respected professional career. So I need to act like this buttoned up professional and this is how I have to talk and these are the things that I have to do and I better never let my customers or my clients or my audience see this personal side of me and so I really have to filter everything I'm doing and saying at all times which first of all is exhausting (laughs) like it's really exhausting which we don't even realize because we just Mm -hmm. think it has to be that way and then we wonder why am I so freaking tired and it's because you're shoving down like who you really are so often because you want to be seen as this person that you think you have to be and you want to communicate and just be completely perceived as this person you think you have to be. And for me personally, my aha moment for that was when I became a mom and I realized like, I can't keep doing this. Mm-hmm. I am going yeah. to be a mom. And that is a huge piece of myself that I can no longer hide. And it was like this, yeah, this light bulb moment for me where everything shifted. I'm like, I'm just going to start being myself. I'm going to do business as myself and take it or leave it. If you don't like it, that's fine. If you like it, awesome. And everything changed for me. I started, you know, talking like myself and it became even more fun, like sending emails, communications with any of my clients because I was just showing up and being me and my audience and my clients and everyone in my life also really enjoyed that because they kind of saw this like mask taken off where I could be to who I was. And it became so much more fun. It became way easier, way less exhausting. 
And you guys have heard me say this before, but it's like my number one secret to finding quote unquote balance by showing up and just being who you are. And I love that that's even coming down to communication and how we talk because like the idea of personal branding, I feel like is becoming more and more utilized by people. They're starting Mm -hmm. to catch on to it. But I think when it comes to still like writing out our content and sending out our emails, like it's still hard to break past that. I just need to be me. Like I need to be professional in email still, or my content needs my, you know, captions or whatnot need to be written a certain way. And I think people are still having a really hard time, like breaking through that specific barrier. Oh, totally. I think so. Because a lot of times people will just soak in all of the tips and do it this way information and that information can work it can be effective yes seo is super important and keywords but the matter is you could do seo all day long but if it's not connecting with someone on a personal level or in like that brain level that they don't even know that subconscious level they're not going to purchase. They're not going to convert. They're going to feel like there's something I don't like about this person, but I don't know what it is. Right. And they may never even figure it out, but they will just know they don't like something about you. And then they will never want to buy from you. Mm-hmm. And if, even if it's not intentional, there's been so many people that I've met. I'm like, I don't know why they just don't rub me right. And then years later, I'll see like they had like some big pivot in their business and now they're being authentic. And I'm like, oh, I like that. And it was just because they were putting up that wall. You can sense the wall no matter what. Every human can. And um, it just depends on how you're going to communicate that wall. Like, Every one of us is not going to just spill all of our beans all the time. Like you can be authentic in who you are without airing all of the dirty laundry, all of your emotions. Like I don't cry on my Instagram stories, but does my audience know that I was diagnosed with anxiety when I was six? Probably a lot of them do if they've hung around for a while or they happen to catch one of my things where I mention it. Right. I'm not shy about it, but I'm not also like having a mental breakdown on the internet every day. Right. You know, like if you communicate it, then it's it comes through. It's authentic. And then people want to continue to buy from you. They want to become a part of your audience. They want to get to know you because they see you being yourself. And that's I think like hands down the bottom line of it. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, I I 100% agree with that. I could talk about this all day. It's <laughs> one of the things that I like to a term I like to use is the vulnerable professional and I have like a ton of different trainings on this idea of being a vulnerable professional and what that really means because you can show up and you can talk about these things in your life without somebody looking at you differently and thinking like oh, you have anxiety? Well, then I don't want to work with you because yeah. you know this person over here looks like they don't have anxiety and they just are all business all the time. And that's BS. Nobody wants that. Like they want to feel like they can relate with you. And literally who doesn't have anxiety right now? It's like that Seriously. probably opens you up to so many people that are like, 
oh, you have anxiety? Sweet. Like we're already connected on something that's so huge. Like what else are we going to connect on? I can't wait to get into that with you, you know? Yeah. I, I, that's why I love that you're doing, I love that you're doing the mental health check-in in your podcast episodes. I think that that is just, um, it's so important because, you know, even if I, I don't know if anyone said that they're having like a two day or something like that, but Hey, even if you don't, like you heard me, I said, I'm having a seven, but I'm also on anxiety medicine. So if I wasn't taking my meds, I might be more like a three, who knows, you know, and I probably wouldn't have felt comfortable saying that. But the fact of the matter is, it's still out there. We communicated it right in some way. And so then it becomes more normalized. And so I love that you have that vulnerable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I feel like um, there was a moment where I had literally no choice (laughs) because you know, sometimes it is like a two or lower. And it's like, I still have to show up for business. And, you know, it's like, do I want to do this the easy way or the hard way? Do I want to, I mean, and in some regards, we have to kind of just like suck it up and show up. But like, do Mm -hmm. I want to completely push everything down and just like suffer through it? Or do I want to really, you know, utilize this community that I've built to talk about this stuff and, you know, help each other through the hard times, it's it's not just about business. And I feel like that's so important for so many of us business owners to remember that what we're doing is not only about what it is that we sell. I agree. I agree. But I do think that there is a line um, that some people don't understand or know how to get to where it's either like too vulnerable, mm-hmm. too much information or too much emotion or not enough. So, um, like I, so the reason I bring that up is because I know I told you about my, um, my templates that I have the email templates. So I have these email templates, I call them the awkward email templates. And they're for those awkward emails that you have to send. Like every once in a while, you have to tell someone like they are breaching your contract or they are overstepping a boundary and you're trying to communicate with them that they're overstepping boundaries all of those situations, it's very natural to have your emotions out and Mm -hmm. like fiery. Is it effective to have all of the emotions and show up to those people? No, because then it'll become like a back and forth type thing, right? Right. So um, after having a conversation with a client that I deeply regretted, Mm -hmm. um, I ended up creating these templates because I was like, I need these for myself, right? Like I want to communicate clearly and professionally to my clients that they are vastly overstepping boundaries. Mm -hmm. I don't want to lose them as a client because I love what we do together. But I also like, I'm sorry, I cannot be sending you email updates while I'm cooking dinner. That is just not a thing that is going to happen. And, um, for a while, like I let it slip through. And so then it became like a big explosion type of conversation. And I found that when I wrote these email templates, other people were like, wait, can I have that too? Because it's like a fill in the blank thing, right? Yeah. So when you're writing it, there's no room for you to input the emotion. It's like Mad Libs. Like instead of insert adjective here, it's like insert boundary that they nice. overstep here. And um, 
so I do think that there are like some instances where being I wouldn't say it's being too authentic or too vulnerable I would say it's more like gut reacting emotionally uh flying by the seat of your pants which everyone does at some point yeah but you don't want to do that in your business as often as possible (laughs) like do it as as minimally as possible yeah, I really like that because there are those times where it's like, what do I even do right now? How do I even respond to this? And yeah, I definitely think that's such a good idea. And, you know, you can do that for a lot of different pieces of your business, I think, too, like similar mm-hmm. to storytelling, right? And, you know, storytelling is a really great way to open up and be vulnerable and to share who you are. But there's also a bit of strategy behind that. Like you don't, like you said, you don't want to, you're not just showing up and spilling all your guts all the time. You're really picking what stories can I share with my audience that are showing who I am that are vulnerable, but are also going to resonate with my audience. Like there's a million things that happen every single day to us, but not everything that happens in our life is something that's going to be beneficial to share. Like, is it going to educate or entertain or inspire somebody in my specific audience? And so I really like that you have those templates. And I think that's something to kind of, you know, play around with in several pieces of your business. Like what are the templates for my vulnerability maybe, or like, you know, what things do I feel comfortable that I want to show up and share versus like, when am I feeling super emotional and just running around like being an emotional person? Yeah. And when you have those templates too, it's easy. Like if you're having a really bad day and you know that like you're probably going to respond snarky or like you're overwhelmed if you have those templates you just have to or like notes in your phone mm-hmm. you know the saved um saved text or whatever yeah. and you just like put it in then it saves you that moment because you feel prepared mm-hmm. because i think a large part of you know communication is feeling prepared or unprepared it's that expectation so if you are able to feel prepared to communicate something with someone it doesn't matter what feeling might suddenly come to you you're prepared so maybe you have to make a decision but you at least have you're not in full panic mode like Mm -hmm. oh gosh how do I respond to this we're gonna obviously have some situations where you'll get blindsided but nine times out of ten if you're prepared or if you've thought about a worst case scenario type of thing all of those things they help our brains our brains want the shortcuts right they don't want they don't want to get sucked into that bottomless pit that they could be yeah yeah and it helps you from like I don't I don't know about you guys but oftentimes like if I feel overwhelmed when it comes to communicating, I just won't, I just like won't Mm -hmm. respond or, you know, I just will like pretend that it's not there and it will go away. Right. And like when it comes to business, you can't really do that or else it's just going to make things worse. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Your business will definitely suffer. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. The awkward, what would you call it? The awkward templates? Yeah. The awkward email templates. And they're like, I couldn't think of a name for them except that. Like, yeah. I was like, it's just, you feel awkward, like uncomfortable. And so, yeah, there's like, even, I even have one for firing a client. Nice. Or, um, I think 
if I think I also have in there like if you're sick or something like just those nice. things where it's like how much information do I need to be sharing with my client right now or in the business world you know yeah. like do I need to tell them that I am sick in the bathroom no I could just say you know like but sometimes you're in that moment and you're like well I want to convince them that I really am right. sick I'm not faking it so then you're yeah. like I'm in the bathroom and then you're like god why did I say Texting that you from the bathroom floor right now it's bad exactly. in here and then you're like well that just broke all professional boundaries oh I love that yeah because not all communication is fun and I yeah I think that is that's genius and that's definitely something to keep in mind like the the other side of communication for sure let's shift gears a little bit uh to talk about content because I feel like a lot of what we're talking about right now can kind of like uh shift mm -hmm. into content pretty easily because it's it's one of those things that we're always overthinking the heck out of and I feel like similarly to a lot of what we've been speaking about so far is like that piece of just being who you are and being true to yourself so I know you like to just sit down with people and like chat it out and kind of bring out content like you have people bring out content on their own basically right just with your kind of yeah like, somehow like, yeah kind of so uh, there's two things that I do and I think that this is an innate talent of mine I I don't other people probably have this talent but I I don't think I can express how to do it on your own yeah that makes sense but what I what I do is like when I'm talking to people my brain just literally like starts firing and I get a million ideas but I think that when you're talking with someone else and you're getting ideas or you're listening to ideas it sparks your own ideas as well so a lot of times like when I go into my sessions with my clients um we start out and I ask a few questions like what's your focus like because when we're creating your content, you want it to have a focus. You want it to have a strategy. You don't want to just be creating content that goes everywhere. Or it's not going to convert. You might be connecting, but you're not going to be turning that into sales for your business. Mm -hmm. And so we always pick a focus. Um, for example, I had a meeting earlier today, and we picked her focus to be one aspect of the offering she has. So just one offering that we focus on. And then what we did is as we were going through it, I start with, okay, so this is your focus. What long form content do you create? Okay. So here are some ideas to go with that focus. And then we move on into newsletters and social media, but something happens as we're moving through the different types of content that my ideas are coming out and then the person starts saying like, oh yeah, well, I actually, I thought about that and I did and oh, let's add this in and they start going too. And then the sessions always end and they're like, wow, you pulled everything out of my head that I like, I didn't realize that all of that was in my head. Nice. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how I do that part, but I yeah. think it's just, <laughs> I think it's just having like a space where you can brainstorm and go back and forth mm -hmm. even if you're someone who doesn't like like if you're an introvert and you don't talk a lot if you're hearing a lot of ideas your brain is 
is spinning, right? It's listening, it's thinking. Like you don't have to be a talkative person to have a bunch of ideas coming out. I might seem intimidating to a lot of people who are introverts. Uh, like if you listen to me on a podcast episode, because I am so high energy, but like on a video call, like it, that part doesn't affect it, right? Because it's really just about giving your brain the structure. And I use mind maps. And I don't know if, um, for me, I felt like that was something that I unlocked like from childhood, like our teachers used to like make us do mind maps. So I was like, man, I had a lot of like great ideas when I was a kid and we learned like about, I don't know, storytelling and stuff like that. And I realized it was because of mind maps. And so every person that I put onto a mind map and we start mapping it out, they're like, oh my gosh, my brain is just like, it like opens up this creativity. And so um, maybe if you do not want to be bouncing ideas off with someone like talking it out maybe just open up a mind map there's a lot of free ones on the web on the internet that you can find and just see if that sparks some some ideas for you because picking a focus and then using (laughs) the kids as you say picking a focus that could not have been better timing Because focus with you kids. Guys, I, right? <laughs> you guys, you have more than enough chargers here. They're fighting over the charger because both their tablets it, like use the same charger, but I got a purple and a blue one. Oh my goodness. And so they're both trying to use each other, their own chargers, but they're, there's two bases, but they keep unplugging it from the same base. <laughs> Just use the other base. That's right. Oh my goodness. Oh. Yeah, that section you could probably crop out. <laughs> hey, we might leave it in if you're okay with That's that. Fine. I'm okay. With... Real. You bet. You could definitely leave in the children <laughs> fighting over the chargers. Um, that. But yeah, so you pick a focus. You have to pick a focus. You have to pick a focus. You can't be distracted. Even with the kids around, you have to pick a focus. And so I I don't care what stage of business you're in. You could be brand new, not making any money. Or you could be a seasoned veteran who, you know, makes hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars, whatever. When you're creating your content, if it doesn't have a focus, it's not going to turn into the sale or the conversion that it could. You might still convert, like, especially if you're a millionaire, you know, like you're still converting, but your, your rate is going to be lower because it's not connecting with people. And um, it's not leading, leading people onto a journey. Mm -hmm. And so um, having these fun idea brainstorm sessions, I found are really the way that people walk away from it and they're able to create all their content. And some of the times, like I said, sometimes ideas are there, sometimes ideas are mine, but at any rate, like having a focus and all of the ideas makes it suddenly doable. They can do it themselves or they can pass it off to a virtual assistant. If they already have a content strategy, we take that strategy and we say, okay, here's your overarching strategy. Let's pick a smaller focus for the month and then we'll move on from that. And it's just, 
content marketing, I think, is given, uh, it's often overlooked for how important it is. Yeah. And I think also like people are so conditioned to feel like I have to show up just to show up. And I think a lot of times that ends up biting us in the butts because, you know, everything you're saying, we don't have like any kind of purpose behind it. And it's like, cool, you can, anybody can like send a random email or, or post a random post, but it's not really going to help you if there isn't the strategy behind it, the consistency that comes along with it and, you know, the purpose. And I think so many people feel that pressure of, oh, I have to put out content just to put out content. And I think taking a a step back, taking a minute and really figuring out what it is that you're doing with your content is something so many people are having a hard time with. And I think too, when you pick a focus, it's easier for all of the, either like the products or the programs you're creating, it's easier to stick with the one. Mm -hmm. Or if you have multiple, it's easier to cycle through those multiple because you're not trying to make sure that you're posting about your book and your course and your freebie and your like, and, 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 and as a consumer, you're reading it and you're like, okay, this, this person has a lot going on. And I know this from personal experience because I'm multi-passionate. I have tried to launch multiple businesses at the same time. And I've always known my problem is like, I need to pick just one, mm, but I couldn't figure out how to pick just one until I started thinking from a content perspective of, okay, let me pick a focus and then I'll hit people on the head with that focus through all of these different types of content. And then once you do it once or twice, you see how it converts and then it makes you just feel inspired and you can do it from then on. Whereas most people, you know, if something doesn't work right away, Mm -hmm. then you're out. Well, this one does choosing a focus for your content really does have a pretty quick turnover, whether it's in follower growth or engagement growth, you can see those plus signs everywhere because you're, I don't know, like maybe you're feeding into the algorithms um, or people just start connecting. There's actually this book I'm reading. I don't think it's up here right now. That's all. Yeah, I don't don't know where it is. I'll have to but it's about um like the neuroscience of sales pretty much cool really interesting and it's it's like once you start to understand that as a business owner like the way that people's brains are naturally drawn through it then it becomes easier to connect yeah definitely well yeah let me yeah I would love to share what that book is because that sounds really cool and I think Um, to touch back on what you're saying a little bit more, people, I think, get confused really easily when we are talking about too many things that we have going on. And uh, speaking from like personal experience as a consumer, if I go and interact with somebody and they have so many things going on, like, yeah, that's good for them. But it's not clear to me if what they're offering is going to benefit me. And Mm -hmm. that's just how people work as consumers, I feel like. And so I think, you know, a lot of us fear like, well, if I only focus on one thing, that's going to put me in this little box. And at the beginning of this episode, you guys were saying, don't put yourself in a box, but it's like, by focusing on this one thing, all you're doing is creating like very, just really deep clarity for the consumer. And so then they can 
touch in with you and then they'll get to know everything else that you have going on. And so that fear of like boxing yourself in to one thing or like similar to like niching down and people panic, well, then people are going to think I only do this one thing. It's okay because you just want them to have that clarity and that consistency that you can provide them in order for them to continue coming back to you. And that's really yeah. hard to wrap your head around as an entrepreneur, I think. Yeah, because like once you get them, like once they're connected with you, they know they value you. They right? know how you work. And they want to keep working with you. Like they want to keep consuming your content. They want to keep learning more from you, becoming your friend. Like those are the things that lead to loyalty. Yeah. And um, and then what is that for where you get like the consistent income from the same people? I don't know. Mm. I'm blanking too. I don't know. I found the book though. The book is called What Your Customer Wants and Can't Tell You, Unlocking Consumer Decisions with the Science of Behavioral Economics by Melina Palmer. Cool. Okay. I'll I'll put that in the link. Yeah, I'll send you the link right now. Um, It was in the Sparkle Hustle Grow Box a few weeks, a few months ago. And I like brain stuff. I like learning about our brains. (laughs) yes oh my gosh yes okay so I will put that in the show notes for everybody listening that is that sounds amazing I'll be checking that out that sounds like a very very good book to add to your list this year I just looked at the time holy moly we are (laughs) really like I could talk to you all day I just this conversation is so good but we do have to start wrapping it up a little bit so I want to ask you one thing that we ask everybody on the show and it is if you could offer one tip for balancing business and motherhood, what would that tip be? Ooh, that is a really good question. Um, my one tip would be to give yourself boundaries and then wiggle room. I know that sounds really weird, but you have to set a boundary for yourself and then you also have to be flexible with that boundary. So for example, if you have a boundary where um, you don't do client calls when the kids are ready because it causes you to panic or you don't want to look unprofessional, whatever reason it is, that's your boundary. You're going to have to either have a contingency plan or you're going to have to have some flexibility because what happens if the kids are home? What happens if it's a snow day or the pandemic <laughs> happens? Right. You know, like, Those are all things that if you don't have the flexibility within yourself or the knowledge that sometimes I'll need to be flexible, it can feel like a humongous, like let down. And then you have to process all of the emotions around that too. Um, One of my favorite productivity people, her name's Jess Massey. She says, um, uh, we, they are our tools, not chains. Our routines are tool, tools, not chains. And that's a great thing to think about because it's true. You, boundaries are the same way. Boundaries are tools for you. They're not chains. You can't have it as a hard and fast, like metal, unbreakable gate because otherwise you will just think so low down once you get it, once it inevitably breaks through or you know I love it 
I, I talk about flexible boundaries all the time. Like that's one of my biggest things. And I think it's because I had to learn that the hard way. I'm a very type A kind of person. And so it's like, if I say I'm going to do something, like I'm going to do it. And this is the schedule and I have to have a plan and I have to stick to this plan. And then again, when I had kids, I realized, holy shit, like I can't stick to any of this and I have to change something or I'm going to lose my mind. And so Mm -hmm. I had like this crash course in how boundary boundaries really can be flexible and like, it's okay. And you're not feeling by, you know, letting your boundaries kind of ebb and flow with what's happening in your life and like the seasons of your life and all that stuff. And I think, you know, I love that you said that because so many of us moms, we put so much pressure on ourselves and, you know, we're running our businesses, we have our kids and we, we want to stick to everything that we say we're going to do. And we have it laid out in a certain way. And then life happens and we're just taking ourselves. And so thank you for like bringing up that reminder. And I just think that that is such a beautiful and important thing that we have to remember. Yeah. I definitely also have gotten bit by that one as well. And, but it's not so much like for me, it wasn't so much outwardly apparent. It was a lot of like inward stuff and I couldn't move forward in my business or like scale or get new clients because I was feeling something was off within myself because I wasn't acknowledging the fact that I had an expectation, a boundary, and then I was forced to abandon it for a time and I just let it completely derail. And I think that it's easy to let it derail. But if you go into it thinking flexible boundaries, then yeah, easier. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, I love it. Okay. And last thing, I cannot let you go without our hot mess moment. So this is a time where I ask you to share a moment where you have been a total hot mess. Um, well, I am often a total hot mess, <laughs> but I'm going to share a really funny moment that happened recently because uh, I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Um, and I'm sure it's happened to other moms as well. So this was right before the holidays and um, my car, it said I had a quarter tank of gas and (laughs) not only did it say I had a quarter tank of gas, it did not have the reserve light on and we ran out of gas on the freeway. Um, I was literally in the lane to get off the freeway to get gas and So then there my kids and I are sitting on the side of the freeway in the car. And my daughter is like, man, like what in the world is happening? She's like, she's like, mom, like, I can't believe you did this. You ran out of gas. Like she, she had never, like, she did not even think it was possible. And then it gets even more hilarious what happened is I called AAA and I was like going back and forth to AAA waiting for them. And then a tow truck showed up. It wasn't AAA. It was the California Highway um, Service, which I guess is a free service. But only if your car breaks down like during certain times when they're patrolling the freeway. So I ended up getting free gas on the side of the road after sitting on the side of the road for like, only 30 minutes it was not a long time bad at all 
right? Triple A, you know, takes forever. Yeah. But my daughter told everyone. <laughs> my mom ran out of gas on the freeway. Did you know that cars could run out of gas? Like, <laughs> when mom says, like, you know, when your mom says your car's going to run out of gas, like, it really might stop. <laughs> It's like core memory for your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, man. And uh, yeah, I used to run out of gas all the time because I had a car that had a broken gas gauge when I was in high school. So luckily, yeah. I was not panicking because I was used to yeah. having to be on the side of the road. But it's a completely different thing when you have your kids in the backseat <laughs> and they're asking you all these questions like, why are we doing this? Why can't you just keep driving? Can we take our seatbelts off and get out of the car? No, for sure no on that one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, that was that was my hot mess mom moment. Hey, I now keep my car over half a tank of gas. We do not go below half a yeah, tank now. Seriously. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it it sounds like it turned out like best case scenario though. Like you got lucky with the service driving by. It was only 30 minutes. Like it was good, it was definitely story. good. <laughs> but yeah, that's I think that's my most ridiculous hot mess recently. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you for sharing. That is <laughs> definitely a good one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we're at the end of the show. So I wish we could keep talking today. This has been such a fun conversation. You have shared so many great nuggets of information for people to take into their own businesses. I would love for you to let everybody know like where they can find you, how they can work with you. Please share everything you have going on, anything you have coming up so that we can support you in your business. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. So um, you can find me by my name pretty much anywhere. Uh, my name is incredibly difficult to spell. So I recommend you just copy and paste. <laughs> Raywin Sigari. It'll be in the show notes. Just copy and paste it. You'll find me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, my website is even RaywinSangari.com. If you search my name and you see multiple Instagram accounts, they are all me. Yes. Um, I am a crazy person with lots of Instagram accounts. Um, and I offer my content brainstorm sessions for $97 for an hour session. We plan out your whole month or you can do a whole quarter for two forty-seven. So I really wanted to make sure it was affordable for every person, every stage of business, because I really think that you can get started with content marketing. You have the ideas, you just need the focus. And sometimes you need someone to help you find, find your way. And that helps you have consistency and see conversions and connect and have fun. Like you're going to have fun in these sessions with me. So um, that I think is really all I'm focusing on right now. I just launched a virtual assistant course um, and I will be relaunching it again in the summertime. So if you are a virtual assistant who wants to work on customer um retention and referrals feel free to join my email list or send me a dm and i'll be happy to let you know when doors open back up for that awesome yeah you have so many good things going on so please make sure you go give her a follow check out her resources obviously you can see how much fun it will be to work with her from listening to her on this podcast so <laughs> thank you again so much for joining today this has been so awesome oh thank you i had so much fun you. And until next time, you've got this, mamas. Stay bossy.
I love this podcast so much, and I am so excited that we are on season five of the Boss Ladies and Babies podcast. Some of you have been with me since the beginning. Some of you might be new listeners, but either way, I am so thankful for this space and this community and for you following along on my journey. Also, I'm so thankful that you inspire me every single day just by being here. I love connecting with and supporting other moms who are growing their businesses while raising their babies and I couldn't do any of this without you. If you like this podcast, please, please, please leave me a quick review over on Apple Podcasts. I know you're a busy mom. I know you've got a lot to do. It won't take much. Just a quick emoji or a couple sentences is all we need to help get more eyes on this podcast, to connect with and inspire even more women, to grow our community together. I would be so thankful. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave that quick review, and let's keep this show growing. Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback. Make sure you follow us on social at Boss Ladies and Babies. Join the conversation in our private Facebook group and check out everything we have to offer like community, coaching, merch, and more at bossladiesandbabies.com. And until next time, stay bossy.